0: and welcome to the Log Pod Podcast, a podcast specifically about the League of Gentlemen plus One Woman Fantasy Football League. If you're not a member of that fantasy football league, this will make no sense and be extremely boring. Please leave. If you are a member, enjoy. Hey everybody, episode 11 here of the Log Pod, and we got a good one for you today, at the very end of the episode, we're going to have a an exclusive interview with the fantasy football expert, and he's going to preview his matchup and kind of answer some questions that you've been wondering about his team and just kind of his draft and everything. So let's get started. We're going to start off with the Trade Tracker. Trade Tracker. So the CeeDee Lamb-David Montgomery trade, CeeDee Lamb outscored David Montgomery this last week. It looks like the Cowboys could um, could be something again, although they're on a bye this week. So um, that'll give uh, Nick a chance to kind of recover some of those points. He's down by 14. So if David Montgomery scores 14 or more, then uh, he'll catch up on that score. But like I said, I think that trade, and we'll hear the fantasy football experts take on that later. I think that trade was pretty even, made a lot of sense for both teams. Moving on to my trade, DJ Shark and Ben Roethlisberger for DJ Moore and Jimmy Garoppolo slash Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins has been dropped. Jimmy Garoppolo has been dropped. So really, this is DJ Shark and Ben Roethlisberger versus DJ Moore. And this last week, DJ Shark was like the number seven receiver, and Ben Roethlisberger was a top seven quarterback, something like that. He had twenty-five points. So I ran up the score on her this last week. She got three point eight points out of DJ Moore, and it looks like Curtis Samuel is taken over the uh, number two wide receiver position. At first, you're like, okay, DJ Moore is going to be the number one in Carolina. Robbie Anderson, oh, he can be the number one. DJ Moore, 1A, 1B, no, he's now the number three receiver for a bad passing offense. I think DJ Moore has gone pretty far downhill. Um, Sorry, Amanda. We made another trade this week, too. That's exciting. All right, Christopher and LaRoche, that was the Justin Herbert deal. Herbert still killing it. Uh, Christopher's winning that. The score is two hundred eleven to sixty-six. For those of you keeping score at home, the Cooper Cup for Ryan Tannehill, Robert Tanyon trade. Um, Cooper Cup was on a buy this last week, so uh, points-wise, Amanda's winning, but she also got a quarterback out of the deal, so that's not really that's not really fair at this point. Um, Cooper Cup has a really nice matchup this week. They're playing Seattle, and so Cooper Cup's going to score a lot. Tanyan, I don't know if Amanda dropped. Tanyan or not, but she's definitely not starting him or getting anything out of him. And then the Tannehill, she needed Tannehill. And receiver-wise, she she lost Cooper Cup, but she traded for Christian Kirk this week, and that'll be helpful. So she at least has some decent starters. I think most people would be starting DJ Moore, Marquise Brown, Christian Kirk, um, or at least uh, she has three number three receivers, in my opinion, three fantasy wide receiver on her team, and she's starting all three of them. She doesn't have anybody that great. So, uh, and Tannehill, meanwhile, has kind of come back down to earth since starting off really well this year. He had ten points this last week. So, um, actually, he had ten point seven eight on Thursday night already. So that's not helpful. Amanda has more points in that trade, though, so it really still could go either way. The Michael Urban, Travis Fulgham versus McKinnon, the Fulgham part of that deal wins, but Philadelphia does have Alshon Jeffrey coming back and Jalen Rager coming back. I'm curious to see if Fulgham can keep that up. And then we have a new trade this week that just processed this morning. I traded Miles Sanders and Christian Kirk for Aaron Jones with Amanda, and I think I win that trade. Um, it helps my starting lineup. I was plugging in Miles Sanders when he was healthy, which has been like two weeks. But Miles Sanders, I, you know, he's had some big runs here and there, and he could do that. He could break off one at any point. He did it against Pittsburgh. But I think that Aaron Jones is gonna has a chance to do like that four touchdown week. Like Aaron Jones right now has got to be a number three receiver or a number three running back in fantasy, something like that. So if I get McCaffrey back or Mike Davis, kind of does his best McCaffrey impression then um, I'm looking pretty good at running back and really all around and I wasn't putting Kirk in my starting lineup I I had been because I had bye weeks and injuries and stuff but really in a in a non-bye week situation Christian Kirk is not in my starting lineup and honestly Jerry Judy's kind of broken out a little bit I don't know if I would have put Kirk in over Judy anymore so Kirk my number five receiver I tagged him onto Miles Sanders to to move up to Aaron Jones and I I like the trade and it makes sense for Amanda too because she has two possible keepers now and Kirk and um, Sanders, so makes sense for both of us. And I'm glad that you guys let it through and didn't veto it. Appreciate that. Alright, so that's our trade tracker. Let's talk about alternate standings briefly. So, you know, the top six get a win, bottom six get a loss. Just wanted everybody to know that I would be in first place if we did it that way. I have the most points in the league. I would be seven and two. Unfortunately, I've played some. I have the highest point total against, and so that puts me at five and four. I went and re-listened to my podcast from last week, and I decided that it was far too negative on my team. It's almost like this podcast is turning into a little pity party for me, and I don't want that to be the case. But I will also point out that Smitty should be in ninth. That's all I'm going to say about that. He should be four and five, but he's actually seven and two. He's like the antithesis of me. All right. So that's the top six, bottom six matchups. Last week, I got all of them right, all of them, which is pretty awesome. I, now, my start sit decisions, my questionable start decisions for the week, they were not all correct. I definitely like I told the fantasy football expert to start Philip Rivers over Tua. And Tua actually did something for the first time ever. And that was wrong. In fact, I might have been wrong on like all of my questionable start decisions. Uh, Michael Urban, James White over Le'Veon Bell. Actually, very interesting decision Michael Urban made this last week. He was winning by like four, four and a half points against Matthew Rayford. And he went and benched your James White. He had James White going on Monday night, but he benched him because he didn't want him to fumble four times and lose the game. Very savvy fantasy football decision, Mike Lurbin. I see you. I see you. Alright, so yeah, I'm six and I was went six and oh. That puts me at twenty nine and nineteen for the year, which is a pretty good number. I'm happy with that. I wish it were a little bit higher. I sucked a few weeks, but now that I'm kinda seeing where teams are and I, I think I'm really more more there a couple notes on the week um Christopher did have the second highest score and he played against me so he got the loss so that's unfortunate for him I'm um, sorry about that you had a really good week and I didn't let it happen but you know what that happens to me every week so sorry another another note is not only did I have the high score this week I had the highest score of any week all year so there's there's only been two scores over 200 mine and the Roach had one in week three or four and uh, mine was a little bit higher than his and um, I didn't do it with kickers and defenses. I did it with my actual lineup. All right, so let's move on. We had a long interview, so I want to go ahead and get through these matchups so that I can plug in the interview. Matchups. Amanda is playing Christopher. The I don't know Salmon Runway Bowl. That's where they live on Salmon Run. So, Tannehill already had 10 points, like I said. I think Amanda's team is improved by Miles Sanders and Kirk, especially this week, because both of them have really good matchups. Her projection went up just by a little, but I think both have a chance to go off. And when you look at the other options, like if you look at Sanders and Kirk versus Aaron Jones and then Hunter Renfro was kind of the replacement that Kirk replaced. Um, I much prefer Sanders and Kirk this week and going forward, so... I get it for her. Also, well, oh, the, for the questionable start, system, oh, I predict Christopher's going to win. Amanda's had the lowest score three weeks in a row. She's projected to have 120 this week. Christopher's projected to have 125. So Yahoo projects Christopher to win. Christopher's team is looking pretty iffy right now. I don't know why he's projected to be so low. He, he. Um, oh, you know what? It's his running back two spot. That's why. So right now he has Matt Breida in his number two spot. He, he's projected to have 1.5 points um, according to this, which I think he might actually be out. I know he's watching that situation. I thought is she should either put in J.K. Dobbins, Joshua Kelly, or Kenyon Drake. All of them are like a maybe or waiting for the starter to maybe not be playing. So he he no matter who he starts, he's going to be like, did I do the right one? And so I'm going to say if I had to choose one between those four, I'm going to choose Joshua Kelly. I think Joshua Kelly is the start there. And if you don't start him, then I question your decision. All right, so that's the uh, Chris Romita matchup. LaRoche versus Nick. Nick is favored to win. However, the Yahoo pre- originally predicted LaRoche to win to be favored. But after A.J. Brown's stinker of a week... On Thursday night, it is now Nick Nick who is favored to win. It was close anyway, but that put him under, put LaRoche under. A.J. Brown, I don't know if you guys saw the game, but he had like a 70-yard touchdown that was like in his hands, ready for him to walk into the end zone, and he dropped it, and he was so pissed off, and he was sulking on the bench. And I'm sure that made LaRoche just as sad as it made A.J. Brown. Oh, so that's a bummer. Both of these teams look good. I think this is probably going to be the high score for the week. Nick's team is really coming together with Dalvin Cook playing well. David Johnson got put on the IR. He had a concussion. I didn't know. I thought concussion was like a week, maybe. And for some reason they're saying he was so concussed that he's going to be out three weeks, which I don't really understand that. I had David Johnson and I don't You know, I started Christian McCaffrey and David Johnson last week, and they're both injured now. So two running backs one week really makes me upset. But that's not about my team right now. The other thing I want to point out about Nick's team is he has Carson Wentz playing against the Giants, playing against Daniel Jones. His two quarterbacks are playing each other. And last time that happened, they had a combined 50-something points. And so that's going to be hard to beat. I don't, I don't see much different with those offenses. In fact, Carson Wentz's offense is better. Daniel Jones has even got some healthy guys coming back. So I think that could easily be 50, 60 points for Nick. And that's going to be hard to beat, which is why I predict Nick to win. I will, for my questionable start decision, I'm not going to say this is questionable. Now that David Johnson is actually out... But Nick is starting Duke Johnson over David Montgomery. And I strongly believe that it's just mostly because he hates David Montgomery. And if you watch the game, I don't blame him. Any any game where David Montgomery does better than average is because he does it in garbage time at the end of the game. So I don't blame you for the decision. I just wanted to point out that it, it, was, it was I think it's a good fantasy football move to start Duke Johnson, to pick him up and have him on your team for one, and then to start him over David Montgomery. So good call there. Moving on to the Michael Urban versus my dad matchup. Urban, Yahoo has Urban favored to win. And I also think Urban is going to win. I can't believe this will be two weeks in a row that I predict Michael Urban to win. But dad's team has a lot of people on bye. The Falcons, basically, are on a bye week. So Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley... Julio Jones are all on a bye this week for my dad, which means he has to start Kirk Cousins, Brandon Cooks, and JD McKissick. So I think my dad is gonna lose because he's losing too many points there. I don't know about that. And Urban's team is doing better. Uh, The Michael Urban, Devontae Adams are doing really, really well. So he should propel him to victory. Uh, My questionable start decision, I think my dad probably should start Naheem Hines. Over J.D. McKissick. That's a wise pick. Naheem Hines already had like 27 points this last week on Thursday. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be right on that. So if J.D. McKissick outscores Naheem Hines is 28.5 points, then I'll be wrong. But I don't think I'm going to be wrong. Um, Yeah, just too many bye weeks. She's dead. Sorry, i got to predict you to lose. Okay. Smitty versus Rayford. Yahoo has Rayford projected to win, and I also think that Rayford is going to win. This should be another high scoring affair. Both teams are projected to have 140 and 153 for Matt Rayford. Matt Rayford's team is coming together. Leonard Furnett seems to have taken over that role, or at least the passing down work. Jared Goff is playing against Seattle. Cooper Cup is also on Matt Rayford's team, so Seattle's given up like. What would be projected to be over five thousand yards to on the passing game this year, and so I think that's going to be continue to, to to provide opportunities for Russell Wilson to score a lot. But besides that, on Smitty's team, he'll get he'll get his from Aaron Rodgers because they're playing against Jacksonville. But aside from those two guys, Smitty's team's playing against some tough people. He does get Nick Chubb back, so we'll see what happens with the timeshare in Cleveland. They're playing against Houston, which isn't a very good defense. They're more on the pass defense bad side, so we'll see about that. Also, Michael Thomas has had a full week back, and so maybe he could go off. So there's a chance Smitty can win. Like I said, I think he's going to have a high score this week, but he's if he gets 119 points like he did last week, he's not getting the win again. No way, and he didn't even deserve that. All right, so we are going to. Before I preview, actually, I'm not going to preview the fantasy football expert versus Jordan game. I'm going to say the fantasy football expert is going to win. I'm questioning Jordan's start of Corey Davis over T Y Hilton. I thought that was very interesting. Corey Davis has already done pretty well, and oh, well, really, T Y Hilton already played too. But T.Y. Hilton looked like he was back to hell. So, good decision for you, but I probably would have started T.Y. Hilton over Corey Davis. So, you may you out fantasy football managed me on that one, Jordan. Okay, so, but I'm going to let the fantasy football expert preview that matchup in our interview. And then we have me versus McCann. Um, I predict to myself to win uh, like I have every single week, which I should have been right, seven weeks, because I should be seven and two. I'm projected to have 160. That's the highest projection of anybody. i get Aaron Jones back. You know, I want to talk about Mike Davis for a second. So Christian McCaffrey came, la- came back last week, and now he's out again with a shoulder injury. Although I'm happy to hear it looks like he's probably going to be back next week. But you know what Mike Davis did when he- when Christian McCaffrey went out? He had two or three really good games where he was very Christian McCaffrey-like. And then he sucked for three games. He had a touchdown in one of those games, so I didn't see it on the fantasy points perspective. But, so you know how like when somebody sings a song and then you sing it right after them, you can mimic what they did really well. But then as you time goes on, you don't hear the melody anymore. That's what's happening with Mike Davis. It's like he sees McCaffrey play and he's able to mimic him for once, and then he goes and then he's like, "Oh, how did I do that? I forgot." And then he goes back to being Mike Davis. So. Because it's only one game removed, he got another feel for the song from McCaffrey last week. I think he'll be able to mimic that song closely. He'll never be Christian McCaffrey, but maybe he'll get me his projection, 15 points. Which, that's all I need this week. I just need my guys to score their projection, and I think I win. So, that's that's my thought on it. Alright, so, there is one more section. That's the Big Time Loser of the Week. But instead of me going through the Big Time Loser of the Weeks, section, I want to talk about the low scores from last week. So, in order from lowest to highest, this is how it goes. Amanda, 101 points. McCann, 104 points. My dad, 107 points. Jordan, 114 points. Smitty, who got the win, with 119 points. Nick, 121 points. Matt Rayford, 129.4 points. And then the fantasy football expert, who got the win. He had a twenty-nine, 129.96 points. And so, For those of you keeping track at home, I've done biggest loser of the week sections for Amanda, McCann, Dad, Jordan, Smitty, Nick, and Rayford. So the next in line from last week's scores would be the fantasy football expert. It's time for
1: Big Time Loser of the Week. So I'm going to be big time. I I won my game and I'm going to be a big time loser.
0: (laughs) That's why you were chosen. (laughs) No, no, that's actually not why you were chosen, but I did go through that. And I I thought that was really funny. I thought it'd be. That is funny.
1: That is funny. Well, you should know that I'm protesting that I don't think you should win and still be a big-time loser.
0: Whatever. Smitty keeps winning, and he's, like, the top low four score. Oh, my God, it makes me so mad. Every single time he does it, he goes, makes you mad, doesn't it? Like, that's all he puts in the text. He knows me. <laughs> oh, man. it's And uh, Christopher this week, um, he had the second highest score, and he lost to me this last
1: week because I had yeah, the highest score. Yeah, y'all had a great game. Both of y'all.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at um, the points scored against, he and I are one and two.
1: (laughs) Every year you I know ridiculously lead that category.
0: I don't know what the deal is. Everyone puts it together for me. That's all right. My team's coming together nicely. All right, so number one, um, before we started recording, I was talking about being a father. Um, How has being a father affected your – your ability to manage a fantasy football team <laughs>
1: um the only difference is that now i see waiver claims live at 3 a.m whenever they <laughs> get processed on yahoo the you're, other day i was doing that and i, I should an
0: episode on just that like the times at which people have
1: claimed people yeah i don't think i actually changed when i just saw them process the other morning so like you know how every Tuesday night or Wednesday morning they process around like three thirty. Oh, yeah. I was just up feeding him, and I was just scrolling. I was like, "Oh, hey, waivers just went through."
0: <laughs> do you are, do you like volunteer to be the one to wake up on Tuesday night so that just in case it happens to be during that time frame?
1: No, between you no. and
0: Ashton, no,
1: no, it's def- yeah, it's definitely just a trade. Your turn versus my turn, deal. God, I was such a waste of
0: space when I had to do that.
1: I am. It's. I'm such a zombie. It's so hard to just wake up and like be productive at all. Like to try to change a diaper is just yeah zombie. First,
0: you probably. I mean, you can speak to this more because I'm a little. My my youngest is seven. I'm actually in my daughter's room right now. Do you see the background?
1: Picture? Yeah, I thought that was just motivation for yourself. No, this, be a unicorn. <laughs>
0: this is great for uh, audio. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember like. To, the first few nights were fine. And if I get a good night's sleep in, the next few nights are fine. But it's the drag of the yes, many nights. That's over.
1: exactly it. Like yeah. I told you, like if you can get two three-hour stretches that are relatively close together in a night, you're good for days, which is crazy. Like I used to always be sleep eight hours every single night. So it's definitely been an adjustment. But other than that, I'm still locked in on fantasy. Don't worry about that.
0: Okay, good. Okay, good um so do you think um that i'm gonna have to call you the fantasy football expert again next year
1: so i, I still got to make the playoffs because i think you're good at making the playoffs i think you should be able to make them well five or so, four. you're four and five I'm yeah gonna... but your points are big i think you should be good generally speaking you need seven wins to make the playoffs right so you just right. need two more wins and a decent point total yeah. um so i've got to get in but then i think my playoff schedule looks pretty good like Derek yeah. Henry, I don't know if you've looked, he, he could oh, just beast in those weeks. So if yeah. I can get in, I think I can, I think I can go deep, but. Well, that's, why I don't I know.
0: A, that's why I wanted to trade for Allen Robinson because his playoff schedule. His look good
1: too. Yeah. That, that
0: was definitely my. So moment. if I can
1: get in, I feel good, but I don't know. I, my team's a little annoying. So. Yeah. That's a good word for it. So I want
0: you to describe to everybody in the league. I don't think anybody's aware. I explained this to Christopher, so he's aware. What happened between you and me at the end of the year last year?
1: Okay. So I went back to my old text to make sure that I understood oh, this clearly. Old text. <laughs> because I live texted it to you. You were watching from a Red Robin, and you're, like, across, like, the bar trying to watch it on the TV, and you couldn't yeah. see it. I'm with, so-
0: my, I'm with Mary and the family and my in-laws, so I'm being, like, a total rude jerk. Because they're all like, what is this
1: douchebag watching TV for? Watching this Chargers-Broncos game. <laughs> <laughs> irrelevant. All right. So in my mind, I thought we were playing each other. But looking back, what happened was we were both going to have the same record. I think seven wins, which yeah. is what you need to get in generally. And then it was going to go to tiebreaker. And whoever had the most points was going to make it into the sixth seed. And going into the week, and you had to beat me by 2898 No, I'm sorry. You had to beat me by 29.24 points. And as we're texting, we're down to just two players left. You have Hunter Henry and I have um, the money badger, Michael Badgley, the the chargers kicker.
0: I knew you had one of the kickers. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same team. So I had the chargers kicker and they're down three points and they're driving. And so I'm texting you and I say, uh, you need 29.24. You're up 28.98. So you need a catch. You're like you need a Hunter Henry catch right. in this drive. And bang, you see a text from me that says, You you um you just got it. Hunter Henry just caught the ball.
0: So this so is comeback from twenty-nine points on the week. Hunter Henry has a, a kick-ass game, and and I finally pull ahead.
1: Right, right. I finally you pull, pull ahead. ahead with that catch. You pull ahead. And now I need a field goal, so I text you. I say they're they're near field goal range. Um, I needed to make it to 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 to, um, take the lead, and then one for me says "Uh, they're not they aren't kicking. They're going for on fourth, and so clearly I'm freaking out. Well, they were going for a hard count, so they didn't jump off sides. and so bang he hits the field goal. So now I take the lead, but now it's a tie game, and there could be overtime, and so i mean we're texting back this is insane i can't believe it all this um so then the the last play that happens and i this is the part i remember very clearly is i'm at the stage of the game where you just want the game to end you don't care who wins or loses this game right you're Mm -hmm. ahead and you just want the game to be over so the broncos get the ball back and they just throw this like hail mary of a ball with a few seconds left and one of the boneheaded Chargers defenders just tackles the receiver. And so they get the pass interference all the way down. And then they kick the field goals to make sure that it doesn't go to overtime. The game ends with me up by 2.7 points or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between the playoffs and not the playoffs. Yeah, And, then and later, between and the then fantasy later, football expert.
0: Yeah. And later, we, didn't, we weren't even thinking about that. We just wanted to make the playoffs. And then later I realized, oh, shit, it was also for that.
1: Yeah, that that was 2.7 points oh. on the season, not in a week. For the full yeah, season, that was the difference in our points. 2.7
0: points. All right. So it was pretty, let's just make sure everybody understands how epic that was. It was okay. crazy. And once again, I'm on the lower end of that. So let's just that's a common <laughs> common thread. All right. So that was, that was a good rehashing. So um, think about this year's draft. I don't know if you pulled it up because I sent, I sent the fantasy football expert the questions ahead of time. So, Look at this year's draft, and you may not have even needed to look. I know I don't really need to look. I know who I, I was. Didn't need,
1: I didn't need to look. <laughs> <I> <laughs> All right, know. who
0: was it? Who, who, what? Tell me about, like, the biggest
1: regret, the biggest – So I, I got in my head a little bit on DeAndre Hopkins and just decided that I was worried about him. And he was switching teams. He had been, you know, traded. Like, that's a red flag. I'd been burned the year before by Antonio Brown, who a team had clearly given up on him, even though he was a great player. So I got in my head on DeAndre Hopkins and just – Usually with those first couple of picks, my thought is you want someone great, but you can't miss. Like you've got to at least get somebody really good there. And so I took Allen Robinson and I still love Allen Robinson, but obviously I wish that I had taken DeAndre Hopkins.
0: There was a tear break because you're right. I was kind of I didn't really have confidence in Hopkins either.
1: I did, But he's clearly better.
0: Well, you know, you say that, but the last like three weeks, Kirk's taken that role. I mean, Hopkins had like two points last week, something. Similar. I know that was
1: actually great because I was playing Thaddeus. So yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Okay.
1: So that's this year's draft. I know I have some too, but okay. Talk about your team. Um, so I like my team. Actually, I like my team a lot. The one of the annoying parts though, is the, the best aspect of it is its depth, which isn't great for fantasy football. Like you need your top end talent to be producing. So I have like four really good running backs. Yeah. But I can only start two of those a given week. And
0: it's always guessing. Like you're always it's just it's always
1: guessing. Yeah. Yep. But yep. overall I like the players a lot. I need two to be really good. Um, and then tight end is now a problem, right? Tight end there was two good ones between Kelsey and Kittle, and now Kittle's out. So I'm on the same group with everyone else who's just trying to get some production out of a tight end and hoping for a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, after – I think Waller has been – Waller is –
1: no, that's a good point. Because Waller – the way I judge it is the only way you're not touchdown dependent is if you're um, getting some PPR, right? And Waller at least will get a a bunch of catches.
0: Right. I mean, last year you're right. He was definitely dependent on those receptions. But this year he's had three touchdowns, which is what I think matches his total from last year. I'm really happy with Waller. I'm considering him as a keeper. I thought. I'm just thinking about it. All right, so um, you like your depth, yeah. So, are you starting CD Lamb this week? I didn't look, I haven't checked. Uh, he's on a bye week. Oh, yeah, duh. Okay, yep. on a
1: bye. yeah, All third right, receiver but, is interesting for me, yeah, because CD Lamb, T Higgins, but then the one that would be great if he would emerge as what he can be is Antonio Brown, yeah. You think oh. he will, um. I thought he looked good the other night. I really don't know. What's nice is this week I'm starting him because Hig, or, um, see, Tyreek Hill and C.D. Lamb are both on buys, so I have Uh-oh. to start Antonio Brown, So, so and he's, he's on the did. noon game. So we'll be able to watch and cheer for him, and we'll see if he breaks out.
0: Okay. So we all know – you already kind of talked about the playoffs. So we all know – well, do you think you're going to make the playoffs, yes or no? Kiss of death.
1: If you say yes, are you jinxing yourself? I don't believe too much in jinxes. I don't. If I had to bet, I don't think I make it. I have to win three or four here to make it. So,
0: I mean, you we'll really, see. You really don't believe in Tua? That's what I hear.
1: I mean, I love Tua, but he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah, and he has,
0: and he isn't like Justin Herbert, who's been awesome. Okay, so we all know I hate kickers and defenses. They're stupid. They should not depend. I'm going to revisit that, by the way, like at the end towards the end of the year, like how many wins were determined by kickers and defense. So what do you think? Kickers and defenses? They're dumb, right?
1: Yes. Say yes. No, I don't think they're dumb. I think. Sorry, the dog's going crazy. Give me a sec.
0: I'm leaving it in. OK. Um, I want
1: to mute for a second.
0: He's yelling at his dog.
1: No, so it's probably just because it's the way that it's already been, but I like the kicker in defense. I think you have a better argument on kickers. Defense, I think you can predict a little bit, right, based off opponent, you know, based off of the actual defense itself. Kicker is a little bit more week-to-week variety. Um, but I like it just because it's probably the way it's always been. What if we
0: took touchdowns out of defense? I think that would – I would be more okay with it then, because you can have a really crappy defense that gets a pick six or a fumble recovery or something. But I think we should take. I mean, what if we did that? Would that be a good
1: enough compromise? Not for me. But dang it, you're never going to vote for that. <laughs> I don't think I am. I uh, kind of like it the way it is. What if we did two defenses? Then oh, you like no and, and two kickers. Uh, then you start to really like spread yeah. the board on. Um, the the odds there, right? It's, you know, it's, you got a better this a the
0: time of... of year to have multiple kickers. On, I mean, multiple defenses on your team.
1: I really yeah, do. I mean, I do. And and start looking at playoff matchups. Like this yeah, is yeah. If you look at mine, I have I have already have Miami because they play Denver next, and they play uh, the Jets the week after that.
0: Nice. Although Drew Locke looks like he might be okay. Yeah,
1: no. I was kind of hoping he was crappier than that. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Tell me about.
0: You and Smitty, Smitty, revealed that you guys have a bet every year that the loser has to take the other one out for Ho- Uncle Julio's dinner. Has that happened yet?
1: Uh, we have not done it this year, no. Okay.
0: So even though he's like seven and two, he did lose to you, which which is – he should have lost a lot of games. But, <laughs> you know, he should be under 500. If you look at the top six, bottom six records, it's ridiculous. He should be ninth place. Ninth. Okay. Um, so what? So
1: how did this happen? Y'all's y'all's bet, Uncle Julio's. So it's been several years, and I don't remember. So I can't remember why it's Uncle Julio's. I mean, we both like that restaurant. But I don't know why it's Uncle Julio's. It's kind of my random. best. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> it's random. Not like uh, a my or something. Best guess, and somebody's always got better memory than me. But here's the little story that I'll invent. Is there's a Seinfeld episode I think where the guy's trick for going out with women is that he makes a stupid bet with them. And then win or lose, the other one has to take the has to buy dinner for the the, the winner. Um, and so the trick is no matter what, he gets a date. Now no. I'm a notorious recluse. And so I think that it's just Smitty creating this bet to make sure that I will come out of the house to go get dinner with him. <laughs> <laughs> and you bring Ashton. I didn't know you were- considering- And I bring Ashton now. But this started before, I, I think we've done this, I don't know seven eight years maybe longer it seems like we've done this a long time i didn't even know you were considered a recluse oh yeah i'm a homebody for sure interesting i'm turning into that more and more all right
0: so when i don't know if you knew but when i talked about with smitty the uncle julio's bet amanda called me and she was extremely upset (laughs) because she 100 believes that she is the biggest rival for Smitty, and so um, have you ever? Do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? Have you ever seen yep. Brooklyn Nine Nine? Have you yep. seen that episode where Madison, once she dies, and then <laughs> and then the and then um, what's the guy's name? The captain. Yeah, Captain Holt. Yeah, Captain Holt has to give the speech, and and then he and then this other person comes up and it's like, no, I'm her biggest rival. She hates me. That's totally what this reminds me (laughs) of. (laughs) Okay, so who do you think is Smitty's biggest rival? Do you think it's you? Do you think it's Amanda? There is
1: no doubt that it's Amanda. The amount of venom he has whenever he's playing Amanda, he and (laughs) I—it's like a friendly bet in terms of rivalry i think it's clearly amanda and i would even go further to say i wonder if he played up the uncle julio's bet as a, a four-dimensional chess game of just a way to <laughs> piss her off again <laughs>
0: <laughs> he didn't even mention the rivalry with amanda yeah you see he's, a rivalry he's A different to, game here i mean the rivalry has to like have sometimes the other side wins though right that hasn't happened in a while who wins amanda.
1: Does Smitty almost always win well, well Amanda has been pretty bad lately. Yeah, she, this is, she, I, this that's her, her Super Bowl every year. <sighs> she, yeah, that is her Super. She Bowl. made a trade this year just so that she would have a better team for that one week, right? <laughs> and, a, and a more attractive quarterback. Yeah, that's a different problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so what do you uh, you know, Amanda? And I made a trade and actually went through this morning, right? I got excited waking up at six a.m. to move Aaron Jones into my starting lineup, so who do you think wins that trade
1: um well i mean i think you win like it makes your team so much better i I love aaron jones um but on last week's podcast i think you made a really good case for why she should make a move like that and so i think it makes sense for her as well and actually i think it doesn't make her way worse the rest of this year just slightly worse but it does give her a better keeper opportunity
0: oh i don't think it makes her worse at all like her projected points are about the same now Aaron Jones can go off. He's gone off before, like he had four touchdowns. Miles Sanders hasn't done that yet, but he could, like he did that last year. So,
1: yeah, I think Jones is clearly better. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you also got Christian Kirk, who's been a top
1: twelve receiver the last three weeks. So, I know. I guess he's legit. I don't know. I just have trouble kind of believing that. I well, yeah. I mean, obviously, if I believed it,
0: he, I wouldn't have traded him, and he would be in my (laughs) starting lineup. (laughs) I mean, I believe. I don't know. I'm. I'm 50 50 on it. And really, honestly, if he does go off, then that's more points for Kyler Murray. So I'm totally okay with that. You feel hedged? Yeah. I remember when I took Kyler Murray and everybody was like, oh my God, that was so early. Yeah, suck.
1: Um, Yeah, that's a good move. That's a good thing.
0: I really wish I'd have taken Russell Wilson with the next one. Can you imagine if I had um, Kyler Murray? That's my biggest regret of the draft. If I had Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson coming out of that thing, oh my God. Who did you take? DJ Moore.
1: <laughs> so that's the other part of it. Right? Oh, yeah, that's it's always funny to do. Isn't it. gosh, yeah. uh, it's pretty crazy. All right, so you know the
0: Titans played Thursday night, and Derrick Henry had like eleven points. You know, AJ Brown had that big miss. It seems like the then they lost like two or three in a row. Now the Titans, like they're looking like they're on the downward trend. Are you worried about that? Because you have Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith
1: um i'm not worried about hunter or hunter derrick henry oh did i say Hunter? Henry? yeah yeah you said no, hunter henry keeps henry, you're, yeah. um so i'm not worried about derrick henry like that was they're playing a legit colts defense and he has games like that where he still ran for 100 yards he just didn't get the touchdown and funnily enough Dr. he was <laughs> Deontay Foreman got one, and then Johnny Smith got a rushing one. Oh, yeah, he did post. rush for one. So it was funny because I wasn't as pissed as I would have been just because, okay, well, my tight end will just take the rushing touchdown. Yeah. I am worried about Johnny Smith. I wasn't planning on banking on him, um, and now I have to with Kittle thing out. So I, I am worried about the tight end. But I think Derrick Henry will be fine. Next week sucks. I think he plays either Baltimore or Pittsburgh. I can't remember which one. And then, but then his playoffs are pretty open. So I'm expecting to feast in the weeks 14 to 16.
0: So you dropped Kittle, right?
1: I did drop Kittle.
0: Yeah, was he is he a possible keeper?
1: No, I've already kept him the max.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I was, wondering. I I thought about that, but then I kind of moved on because I'm happy with my tight
1: end. Yeah, I already kept him twice. So
0: a little context for this next question. Um, i had been um on the phone trying to text uh, the fantasy football expert to get me Alan Robinson, thinking he might see a hole at the number two quarterback position. Um, so I was offering Ben Roethlisberger and, and some, you know, some deals with that for Allen Robinson. And, um, I, and so he said, it is a time. So he is banking on Tua. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Well, I thought he looked great.
1: Um, it's weird. When I, I mean, watched when he did 86 this.
0: 86 yards that first week, you thought that was great? 86
1: pass yards? That's old news, man. Okay. W- what happened last week when you told me I should have started Phil Rivers over him? No, that's true. Philip Phil Rivers would have scored eight points. Two would put oh, up okay. 22. Okay. Good point. So here's the weird thing that, too, I like to, I've always liked him as a player. I can't tell if it's just because he's left-handed or not, but it looks weird when he throws the ball. And he looks so, You're right. Yeah. and I, Maybe it's just because he's left-handed and we're just so used to seeing right-handed people throw the ball because he he's like very he, accurate. He looks like a baseball player throwing a ball. Yeah, it, it just looks different. I don't know. So – but basically, part of it is it's its 2 time just because Ben Roethlisberger had his knee ripped apart and then got on the COVID list right when we're talking about the trade. Oh, no. And so I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, but he's not... playing. He's playing. Yeah, I know. Right.
0: I you remember know, but... it was like two or three years ago where they said it was going to be the backup coming in, and then he ended up starting, and nobody thought he was going to start, and he had six touchdowns?
1: Yeah. That's yeah. the game that Amanda started him. Oh yeah, that's right. Amanda, Amanda started him. We all laughed at how dumb it was. Then he comes off the bench, and she's playing Smitty, and I'm in the car with Smitty. We were driving back from <laughs> somewhere, and he's just losing it because Rockless it's a play. dumb decision, but it's paying off, and he lost. I think he lost that week to Amanda.
0: That is pretty fun. I do kind of remember that. Before you said it was Amanda and Smitty, I knew that that affected that game. Yeah, yeah, right. that was epic. Another turn in the rivalry yeah <laughs> okay so on a personal level um do you think you would pronounce this to a time like i said and, um do you think it's going to be affecting Devonte parker
1: yeah i think it kind of will so i'm a big believer that like quarterbacks have their types of receivers and i don't think like two is a just throw it up jump ball type of receiver i think he likes timing routes and so i think he's just a different type of player than what parker is um well, I think he needs some s- speed, yeah, and crossing routes, and things like that. But I do think he's a good player. He's just not going to be as good as Fitzpatrick was for Parker.
0: Right. I'm worried. I'm worried. No, he did have s- seven targets, six receptions last week, and he had that touchdown the week before, but that was all he had that week.
1: So we'll see. I mean, he's, Parker worried. is still the best receiver by far, and if Tua is moving the offense, he's going to get chances.
0: All right. Well, we'll Preston Williams is out. Like Preston Williams got put on the IR, so that's helpful too for me. All right. So um, we got like three or four questions. So tell me about your best waiver wire pickup this year.
1: Okay, so this could be two. I'm gonna give you two because one I don't think should count as a waiver wire. Okay. So let's take you back to the 17th round of the draft. You know, this is really exciting times. This is where your team is supposedly made. Mm-hmm. Jordan's so, run, everybody's, yeah. Yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's mad that the draft's taking this long. So I take a dub pick. I took Van Jefferson and I didn't even really want him. I just was the online thing kind of, you know, draft was rushing me a little bit. And I get to the 18th pick and I look in at who's left because I like to just take the best player regardless of position at that, that pick. And I have two left. One is Johnny Smith, who I still have on my team. I'm happy with. And that's who I took. The other one was James Robinson. And I love James Robinson and uh-huh. I wanted to take him. And I just. Didn't have enough picks, and so draft ends. And I immediately put in a claim to drop Van Jefferson and add James <laughs> Robinson. And since I was the 11th pick, all I needed to do was make sure that Matt Rayford didn't care about James Robinson. And so I'm Which sweating was a it a out. Big deal at that time because I mean James was.
0: Robinson was named the starter, and he was, yeah,
1: you're right. And so the waiver went through, but I don't count that one because I I count that as drafting him because no one else really had a chance at him um, on the waiver other than Matt. The other one is T. Higgins. That's been a really good claim. I think he's been a really good receiver, potential keeper value. Like, that team throws it so much. Like, Yeah. That was a good pickup. I actually didn't see it
0: coming for T. Higgins. I thought rookie wide receiver, they've got two solid guys. And, boy, I mean, there's no way a rookie wide receiver is going to keep two, much less three wide receivers fantasy relevant. And he has. He has. He absolutely has. Yeah. Part of that is because Mixon's been out most of the year. I think that's playing they just sling
1: it though i think they want burrow to be rookie of the year and so they just 40 50 60 throws a game you're gonna get eight to ten targets for several different players
0: yeah okay so that was your best waiver wire pickup what's been your dumbest decision this year as a fantasy football player manager like
1: a sit start you what? Like sit start or well,
0: or just, any, just any anything like maybe a really really dumb draft that you knew it was dumb or just a dumb decision that you made. Like I I remember two weeks ago you started Jordan Reed over Jonathan Smith. I don't know maybe you wanted to watch that Thursday night game or something and you wanted to have somebody in it, but that was dumb. One catch for
1: three yards. That was, was dumb. I think he only played like twelve snaps. Yeah, it was bad. Do you still have Jordan Reed on your line in your lineup? Yeah, he it was could, not starting. He could He's be on the bench. If yeah, I still him. on the bench. He's a talented player. He had two touchdowns in week two when Kittle was hurt, and I think that's kind of what my thinking was then. I wouldn't say that was my dumbest. Early in the season, I kept – twice I started Rivers over uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick,
0: and Fitzpatrick oh.
1: would just ball out, and Rivers would just be junk. And I think one of them, I lost to Amanda, because if I would have started Fitzpatrick, I would have won that one. You gave Amanda – Even though Aaron Jones scored four touchdowns that game. Oh. Um, so I think that was the dumb one, is I kept thinking – that Fitzpatrick. I was just worried Fitzpatrick was going to get benched in the middle of the game for Tua.
0: Oh, yeah. But, but Fitzpatrick out. was like number five quarterback yeah. in fantasy or something. He, he was great. Yeah. You know, between that him going out, Kittle going out, um, you know, your team literally lost some players. I mean, you lost some juice when I thought you were like a world beater, and then that happened. Those things happened.
1: Yeah. 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 But everybody's lost players. It's just yeah. part of it this year. Like you even had McCaffrey, but for two or three weeks
0: oh my god i don't know what to do
1: i'm going to talk about that later
0: on okay um so what questions you have for me uh nothing
1: i'm the expert
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you think i interviewed you so i could become more of an expert i just knew that yeah, we, were, we <laughs> got into
1: we really did get into the weeds <laughs> on my thought process so i do think you're looking for some tips here even though your team's clearly better this year <laughs>
0: Thanks. No, I just think it's interesting when like other people are going through the same sort of like decisions everybody else is going through. Anyway, oh wait, you know what? I did forget to ask you a couple of things. Hey, so tell me about your the um, trade with CD Lamb Montgomery. Who started that? Who 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 started the
1: talk? So I think honestly, it happened really fast. It was so clear that he had extra receivers and I had extra running backs that it was just too obvious. I think I texted him and said nick that is and said um do you want to trade a running back for a receiver and, and was just kind of like we both put little markers on who was off limits right so we're not talking tyree kill here and we're not talking uh, dalvin cook you know we're taking or i said that backwards we're not talking derrick henry and we're not talking who's his top receiver he's got several he's got godwin he's got a few anyway and so it came down to Terry McLaurin or or CD Lamb, and and McLaurin is just too good. And so he kind of said CD Lamb, and then I said, well, you can pick between um, James Robinson or David Montgomery. And so I'm pretty grateful that he picked David Montgomery.
0: Well, are you let him choose between those two, and he chose Montgomery. It was, week, was it week two? I think it was we week two. A, but Robinson started
1: off on fire. So wow, that was a bad choice. Interesting, but but I was pleased with the trade. Um, and I still am like, it sucks now, right? Like the Cowboys are such a disaster that I don't know when I can start lamb again. You didn't know that
0: there was no way to, to know that. And he could be a great keeper. That's true. Well, James Robinson is going to be an even better keeper. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, one last thing, uh, we are going into week 10 here in, um, three hours and you're playing Jordan. So instead of me previewing y'all's matchup, I would say you can preview it, but there's actually been five guys that have already played in this matchup. You've played three guys, and he's played two guys, so you're kind of like in the middle of the matchup reviewing and previewing. So go ahead and tell me if you think you're going to win. Who you think you watch out for? What do you think is going to happen?
1: Um, yeah. So if five players have played. What's that? Twenty-five percent of the team is already of the matchups already played. So, and I'm up fifteen points. So I feel good about where I am, even though Henry wasn't great um his team was worse Jonathan Taylor's a headache for him um I love Jonathan Taylor I can't believe how pedestrian he's been um so I feel pretty good for the most part I'm counting on guys like Antonio Brown though and I don't know what he is and then obviously Jordan's got a couple guys who could go off Deontay Johnson or um Keenan Allen but yeah but I feel for the most part like my quarterbacks are better my running backs are better I, if I can just hold serve with receiver I should be in good shape
0: yeah he's got Adrian Peterson starting
1: that's the big one it's like Robinson yeah. versus Adrian Peterson I really need to run up the score on that one that's
0: a pretty big gap yeah that yeah. is a for, well you also got Watson over Bridgewater that's another one where you got to run it up on yep yeah but I think you got it I'm going to predict you to win too Yahoo, as you went in, you already underperformed. Actually, both of you guys are underperforming, but I-, I like your take on Henry. Like, basically, if you give him- Henry that six points for the touchdown from John U. Smith, then it's like, oh, he, hits- he hit his projection, and then John U. Smith sucked like we all thought he might.
1: So- yeah, then I'm sick because Johnny Smith scored three points again. Now I'm like, should I start uh, Jordan Reed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, at least now you know. You'll go That's a good point. I don't know about you, but when I have a guy playing Thursday night, I kind of lean towards that because it's the only game. It's Thursday it's night. That's something to watch. Very. Um, I probably shouldn't do that. All right. Well, take- unless, unless you have any uh, anything else, I think we're going to call it, and I'm going to go do the rest
1: of this podcast. All right, man. Well, I'm a big fan, so thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Thanks for coming.
1: Bye. Bye. All right. So. That is it
0: for this week. Um, it's a little bit longer episode, but the interview I thought went, went really well. I will be doing some more interviews here and there. I don't know if we'll do it next week. It just depends on how much time I have. But also, we only have four weeks until the playoffs, so I'm going to start doing some playoff analysis, see who's going to be in, who's going to be out, and what needs to happen for you to be in or out. All right, thanks for listening. Good luck, everybody, except for McMahon. Bye.